You're listening to a DM podcast. Why? We are underway. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League. We're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast. I'm your host TK. The boys are in the house. G'day Andy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's Andy from Talking Weed, apparently. <laughs> Talking Weed. <laughs> wow, I've just had a shock. Sometimes the best fall, sometimes. It is. This lockdown's getting to me, but Corbs, g'day, mates. How are we? How are we? It's uh... doing a lot better than you. You've had a very upsetting day, mate. Every like 10 minutes, we hear of one of your draft players just falling by the wayside. Yeah, it's just dropping. I don't know if it's – I suddenly got a good position on the ladder and the fancy gods like, hang on, you're doing too well. Let's uh, put you back in your place. I think so, mate. But you've won two comps, <laughs> yeah. mate. You're literally the goat or the immortal of our league. So I think you've won enough. So it's one of our turns, me or Andy or maybe Adam. Look, I'll, I'll still fight. I don't know you threw out the Zarafa, but I'm not going to give up. I'll, <laughs> I'll still, the Zarafa. I was calling him Michael yeah. Zarafa today because I say he's going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I was almost, I was, I was absolutely gutted. And then Thompson's just been told he's getting three weeks. So there's another player out. So geez, I've yeah, copped a couple this week, but he, he can't be the Zarafa because he's actually in Newcastle. He's not scared of it. Yeah, so. true. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're going to be ripping through some hot topics, some great questions that you've all sent through on social media. So thank you to everyone that sent that through. Before we get rip into this, why don't I just do a little bit of injury news, boys, and then we can rip into kind of the burning topics. So worst case scenario for the Roosters, Billy Smith, he's got a list, Frank, so he's out for the year looking at five-month recovery. Unlucky, he's a really good player, Billy. Uh, Matt Ikevalu, he's got synesmosis. So, so at this stage, looking at six to eight weeks, he does get more scans tomorrow. Luke Garner, he's got further consultation. He's got a synesmosis as well, but he's looking at six to eight or best case scenario, four to six. An MCL injury, which is good for Alex Sevar, they were thinking ACL. So he's only six to eight weeks. We'll miss the, se- the rest of the season, but... Thank God it's not a six-month injury. Now, next guy, Alex Johnson. He's hoping to return in a couple of weeks, round 22. His rehab from Hammy's going very, very well, and that will be four weeks to play if that is in round 22. Adam Reynolds, he's a little bit of a concern for this week. He did suffer a minor strain. He's been named in the team today, but realistically, NRL Physio says the way that he's done it, he's probably looking at a 10- to 14-day recovery. So probably looking unlikely for the weekend. In shocking news for Mr. Corby, Brian Toho, synesmosis as well. He's is pretty high grade, though. He's looking at six to eight weeks, and they've got surgery tomorrow, I think it is. Sean Johnson, he looks like his career with the Sharks is now over. A high-grade hamstring injury. Best-case scenario, and this is with kind of like God working his magic. It's four weeks minimum, but they really think it's more on the eight-week side. And better news for the Titans, Brian Kelly. He's been cleared of all ankle damage, so he'll play this week and... But, boys, Jesus, I'm just going to take a little bit of a breath. That was one of the biggest injury ones for a long, long time. I think people are going to struggle this week just to name 17 players. We all got 17 players, Andy? I do, yeah, luckily. Geez, you got a feel for if you're a Roosters fan. Mate, they've been hit with some injuries. Matt Keary, Cordner. Do you really feel sorry Kibalu. for him? Come on, Andy. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> good, good point. They got plenty Stop of cops, <laughs> comps. Sorry, uh, Corby, are you going? Are you going to be able to without trades before trades? Will you have seventeen players fit? Yeah, I will, but I'm I'm still going to make some trades anyway. I've already pulled the trigger on um, and two anyway. None of those really affected me other than 
SJ, but um, without his diagnosis, I was already looking to punt him anyway. Um, we, we haven't really heard too much on Adam Fanil Blake in, to- in terms of a timeline, have we? Well, they don't even have 21 players this week. So that's probably, he's not, he can't play this week, obviously, even at a pinch. So they didn't even name him, which isn't great. NRL Physio yeah, did a little bit of analysis yesterday and off that video, he reckons it is probably good news because of the fact he's got so much movement. He's probably avoided a fracture, I think that's what he was saying. So there's probably a good chance that he could be like a low range, probably two to three week injury because Jamal Fogarty, he's been named on an extended bench this week and he'll be 14 days to play. So I think it's very, very similar in injury. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, I've just made the one so far, SJ to Cook which is um, one that's popped up quite a bit. Mm. Great trade either way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, boys, plenty to chat about tonight. Let's hit the top topics. We'll start with Parramatta and Mitchell Moses. Still not a return. So let's let's give some advice in terms of holding or selling. Andy, we'll start with you. If you're a holder of Mitchell Moses, what's your advice on this one? Look, I would say hold, seeing as Parra have got a, um, a pretty – like they need him. Like they, they missed him against the Raiders. Uh, apart from what you would say with his attacking career in origin, but they literally miss his direction in attack. Uh, but in saying that, looking at the teams they've got coming up, it's just hard to hard to say he's a hold. Um, looking up his uh, upcoming teams, his averages on the upcoming teams, he only scores over 40 twice uh, in six of his opponents on the average. So when you've got Adam Dewey there, who's absolutely killing it at six, and he's cheaper as well, I think he's a bit of a sell. Okay, nice. Uh, Corb's moving to you. Thoughts That's on Mitchell weird. Moses? Weird. I didn't think I'd hear that coming from me. Yeah, I know. Especially wearing this jersey as well. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a sell for me. I mean, if, you've, if you haven't got the trades, you've got to hold him. But if you've got three or more, I'm selling him. Um, if you've got the coin, go to the DC Hughes or... If not, yeah, Dewey, but it, Munster's a bit of a smoky. And Walker also with the um, the news of Reynolds, you'd have to think that Reynolds is going to just sort of ease his way through the next few games. Walker could actually pick up a bit more kicking metres. Mm. Um, yeah, but he's, yeah, in terms of who they're playing as well, we've talked about the Eels, they've probably got one of the harder runs. Yeah. Like I'd call Eagles a top four side, so they play literally the top four. Yeah, I think you make a good point on trades. I think, yeah, anything above four, I mean, below four, I think you need to hold. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got two, and I've just got other fires to put out. Like, realistically, yeah. he looks, considering what um, Brad Arthur said, he reckons he was close to playing last week, then I let him start running this week. So probably more real- realistic return is next week. So... I think there's just bigger fires that you need to put out. Who knows? Mitchell Moses might surprise us on upside. He's never done it before, but fingers crossed. I've got no other. I've got no other choice. But I think, yeah, you're right. If you've got trades, there is other guys, and I think Cody Walker is a good one, even though he's carrying a slight niggly in that knee. But I think you're right. If, if Adam Reynolds is out, Benji Marshall hasn't even hit their bubble yet, so he can't play this weekend. So, so you're you're an owner, TK. I am an owner, and like I said, I got. My fires are huge, you, just going out. You everywhere. would never, I would never have guessed that, just from the, from the absolute spray you're giving him. Oh, it was going until SJ got injured. If it was to pick between the two of them, Mitchell Moses was going. But now I've just got to get on the para bandwagon. Para, cha cha cha, para. <laughs> one, mate. Yeah, so it's you embarrassing. You have that moment next year. It's I'm embarrassing. Sure it will be pretty close. All right, boys. Mitchell, <laughs> a few big ins for the Knights this, this week, and they start their little run with a better draw. Now, Mitchell Pierce is back on an extended bench. Bradman Best is back in the starting lineup. Callum Ponga is back, but 
Why don't we start having a look at these three boys? Does any interest you? Andy, we'll start with you. I think this late Ponga is probably the only player worth risking on. Best is still pretty pricey and coming off, well, he's come back from synesmosis um, <clears throat> before the season and then another injury again. I know they've got an easy run, but I'd still just wait with Best and I feel like there's better value out there for a centre. Um, and with Pierce as well, another injury. So they're just becoming injury prone. Whereas Ponga, he's had, he has hit the 100 this year. So he's probably the best bet out of those three, especially okay. with the limited trades left. Okay, Corbs? Yeah, but I, I do remember, I know that Best is coming back from that syndesmosis, but the NRL physio was saying that he'll come back and it, he shouldn't miss a beat. He'll uh, he'll be pretty good. So he should sort of hit the ground running. Uh, I guess we'll see this weekend. Hmm. Best and Ponga interest me. Uh, I was thinking Best, but now with the news of Burton going to half, we'll talk about him in a minute or two. I'm probably leaning more towards Burton because I've got the peachy yep. and he's just giving me nothing. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he's annoying me. Um, Pong, is, yes, he does. He st- still seems to be carrying that niggling injury, um, but neither, and you've sort of got to wait, I suppose, and there's games before, but neither are, um, pull the trigger unless Pierce is in there. Pierce unlocks them out the back. Yeah. So um, it's good to see him sort of listed on the extended bench. Uh, my word is, someone get on the phone to Tui, my word is that uh, Pierce will be playing. Yeah, I think so as well, especially if they put him on an extended bench. But you're 100% right. He does unlock the three of them. But for me, I've got a little bit of a bit of a tip-off that Pong is actually carrying now a sternum injury. So Ooh. I reckon that between the three of them, they've just been so injury-prone. When you're down to your last, let's be honest, everyone must be eight and under in terms of trades. Like, you'd have to be. It has to be. And if you're eight and under, when most people probably, considering all the the guys and girls who I speak to on a regular basis within this fantasy community, I reckon everyone's under five. Like, if you're above five, you are in, I don't know how the hell you've saved more than five. So I reckon everyone, I reckon it's a good scenario that 80% of players are under five now. And I don't think you can waste the trades on any of these three. Pong is like you, Andy, you mentioned, he's got a great upside. It's just, do we pick him and then two weeks later he's injured and we don't have trades to get him out? That's a huge amount that we're kind of banking. Remember the other day we said it was like roulette. We are like, yeah, we can chuck it on and he might give you a big winner. But on the other side, he's probably the guy that you're going to lose a lot of money on. When you There's a guy out there, Adam Dewey, who I'm starting to fall in love with again. Yeah. And we'll talk about him later in the show. But, yeah, I just think right now you have to make calculated gambles and are these three are way too much of a gamble. They've been more than, get that- even more than Tyson Gamble. You might to get that poster out of the closet of Dewey, oh, TK. It never went, mate. I've got it never came off. All right, I'm boy. Borrow it off you as well. Yeah, for sure. Now, next guy, Cameron Munster. Corbs, you mentioned him, and let's have a little chat about whether he's on your radar. Now, Corbs, I'll let you go first because I know that you're you're pretty keen. Give me your thoughts on Money Munster. Well, I just think he's he's probably gone under the radar a little bit um, throughout the year, and probably. Hughes has probably taken the spotlight from him, but if you look at his stats throughout the season, they're like they're dead. He had one thirty-two against the Warriors, but his last few fifty, sixty-four, the eighty-one, he's sort of he's got some good scores behind him. He and the low scores were around that Origin period, and yep. you know Bellamy, he's got to be just as good as Bennett. If I'm sure, if we could try get cracks through that Melbourne Storm. Um, and, and sort of find out he'd be doing the same in resting some of those players. 
uh, yeah, I just think that he's also one to watch, and he's at a pretty good price. I mean, if you were looking to offload SJ uh, or Moses, I mean, he's six seventy k. Moses, you can actually make seventeen k on him. Yeah, and SJ six twenty k. So probably you're going to have to spend a little bit more, another fifty k there. But yeah, I don't know. I just I like him, and I think he's he's just going to come in hot for the run home for Melbourne. Um, and I think he's tapered. I think they've rested him well, and yeah, I'm excited. I mean, he didn't do anything in Origin, so surely he's ready to go. <laughs> Corbs, That's his are, rest. Are you concerned, though? Remember I brought up the other day that we do feel that they're going to have a mass resting in round 25. Like, how many Storm players can you realistically hold in your team, knowing that you can only, even for people with lots of trades, you can only make two trades in that last round. So realistically, let's be honest, we all have cheese. We all got Jerome Hughes. We all got Nico Hines. We're already carrying three. There's a good chance you're going to start carrying Pups, Munster, and Harry Grant. Like, how many can you carry? Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just saying he's a he's a good left field choice. Would you, would you need to drop? No one. Would you need to drop one of them? Like, for example, would you put him in for Nico? Is that a, a reasonable suggestion? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just looking at his ownership. Like, he's owned by less than one percent. Top five thousand, half a percent. Top thousand, no one in the top hundred owns him. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Yeah. For a for a pot in someone, and just say wanted to make a move, just say in the late thousands. So, for example, where you're sitting now, would, yeah. you, would you need to nearly move off like a Jerome Hughes and hope that he outperforms Jerome Hughes over the stretch? Yeah, that's the thing. You just sort of have to try and calculate it, but it it is a risky one. I'm definitely not saying it's a nice like Dewey's the safer option. And they've got a pretty good run as well. But I don't know. He's just juicy. He's back in the side. Just worth a mention. Worth a mention. Yeah, I like it. I think he will play well. I just think we've just got to be careful not to load up on Storm players. I think it's. I think it comes into that factor where you've only got a couple of trades. You need to be 100% certain that they're playing the rest of the season. I think there's too much risk with him. Uh, yeah, he did come back from origin, had a quiet origin, but... Yeah, I still think is too much risk. When you've yeah. got Hughes, Nico Hines and Pappy coming back, who's had that much game time off, I think the rotation can mix up a bit. So I don't think he's the player that's going to star. Yeah. I actually I think, think that he he might be the guy that outperforms out of the spine of the storm because he hasn't really done a huge amount and I think he'll start hitting his strides going into the finals. And I think the other guys, like I think we've got to be careful with Jerome Hughes because he's really outperformed when the other guys haven't been there. And then I think Nico Hines might be starting to lose some minutes to Pops over the back end as well. I reckon Cobbs has got a good suggestion with, with Munster. It's just I think you need to move one or either use or Nico Hines and think about this guy because he definitely is what Corbs has brought to the table. He's pod potential for sure. Do you see the um, Storm putting on that much points coming into the finals as well? Oh, they're going to flog everyone. They might, put, they might put 40 on. Like after last week, that embarrassing performance in their standards – that embarrassing performance that they gave out last week. You bring back Munster, Fanukin, Harry Grant, and then Kafusi uh, as well. That's some big guns coming back this week. You take out Penrith, and they're looking. Penrith will be competitive, especially for the first half. There's no doubt about it. But for the first 20 minutes, I yeah, think. Yeah, for the 80 minutes, it's going to be hard to go with them, man. No, fair cool. All right, boys, another one on the, the radar, and it could be Matty Burden. Like, Matty Burden has got the platform to shine this weekend if he really wants to be considered a, a gun half because he hasn't got a lot of cattle around him, and he's going to be the main man. Now, a lot of people are going in and out with this guy. Corbs, give me your thoughts. Matty Burden, 
Is he the centre to lead us forward going forward? I think he's got to be. I, I, I really, just from all reports with Cleary, it just doesn't look like they're going to bring him back. Look at his last few scores. He's pretty cheap. Um, what is he? What's his price now? He's like 580 or something. He has come yeah, back but, to the pack big time. It, yeah, so <laughs> he got a 73 early this year with Jerome, which was actually against the Storm. Mm. He had the 585 kicking metres. That's decent. Um, they had a tough run, and I feel he'll be caught upon the next few weeks. I, yep. I just feel that like they're going to, they're not going to find it as cruisy as they did uh, with the 15 straight wins. I think they're going to have to kick out of trouble a little bit, and he has got a monster boot. So I think he's, yeah, if he's the dominant kicker, he's going to see those big kick meters added to a pretty good running game. I, I like him. I, I was thinking Gagai and even best. Because Peachy's, I've given him too many weeks and he's just three date rule. I think I'll give him five dates. I've just been that desperate with him. So, uh, yeah, Matty Burton. I think he's going to be my other trade this week, Cook. And then um, I'm just, like, I'm even thinking a, it's a Heinz or a Gutho. Yeah. I just don't know you, which one. You don't think he only just plays, let's just say Cleary comes back. They get pumped from Melbourne Storm. They try and rush Cleary back and he plays and Matt Burden goes back to the centres. You're only really aren't you only picking up for like one more game? Isn't there a bit of a risk in picking him up? Oh, you when risk. when Gagai with Gagai's averages the same amount of points currently on forty five and he's a consistent scorer, especially with the bunnies going that well. Um, yeah, think, we, we talk think, we you know, we use the analogy of gambling. I'm just I'm going <laughs> all in, baby. Yeah, all in. It, is, it, all it in. is it. It's definitely a gamble. I I know that, but I just the more and more I hear the Cleary talk, and every time the Panthers are asked, they're just like, "Oh, he's no chance. He's yeah. not playing." And and the but the thing is also physio Phil and NRL physio have backed it up, saying, "I don't think he's going to be back anytime soon." Yeah, I think yeah, I think we're going to get another two or three weeks out of Burden in the halves for sure. So it's, it's not too bad. I think for holders, definitely. It's it's lovely. It's lovely to yeah. see the burnt owners who had faith in him, or the fact that we couldn't get him out because we had no trades. Yeah, really. But, well, but for those who have him, you're laughing. You got so, in. The, and, you got in the right time at round thirteen, Andy. So you're you're laughing. Good. That was good. I was a bit worried last week, especially when they put him in the centres. But I think uh, Torrain may the injury they it helps him massively. Yeah. Who who would you say then, Andy, is the centre to pick if you had all the coin? And the trades, what centre would you pick for the run home? Gagai? I'd, I'd probably pick Gagai, hey? Yeah. Just because the, the Bunnies too. are literally, they're on fire. They're on another level. Like, their price for winning the comp is shortening up every round they play. It's ridiculous. Well, I had it between Gagai and Rapana, but with Bailey Simonson back on the bench for the Raiders, it probably pushes me back towards Gagai fighter trade. Yeah. I think that duel is just vital, especially as we keep losing players, these injuries. Just that cover in both wing fullback and centre. We'll go into it more depth. There's there's a few questions from the audience, so we'll cover that in a little bit more depth later in the show. But uh, the last guy I got is the guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, Josh did all the questions this, this evening, so... He wanted to add this one. The ghost. Oh, here we go. Curtis Siren and his I've back. Actually, I've actually had a few screenshots from the punters. Circled the goat, uh, the, <laughs> the goat, the ghost. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, don't, don't confuse him with that word. And, mate, it, it just tells you how good a player is. He skips the extended bench, goes straight to the bench. 
That's that's what the Siri the ghost does. But seriously, I think I did, did did you have a response? I had one word response. It was very similar no. to yours. Just, just no, just no. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even do anything. Just like a, a no, no, no. Even I, the I ghost. Think, I think it's a more decent discussion just to say how is the ghost going to affect this team? Like, don't you reckon, boys? Andy, how do you reckon he's going to affect this team? Well, when you've got the likes of. Carl Lawton, who's a hooker who came from Warriors, and he absolutely killed it in the second row. Mm. You got the injection of Josh Schuster, the shoey, absolutely killing it on the edge. He's not his preferred position, but he's literally playing himself into the team. You can't kick him out. Yeah. And then you got Hamoli Alukatao, who's absolutely a monster, and he's cemented that edge spot. So where does he come in? And you know they like playing the 80-minute edge players. So what's he going to be? I think he's <laughs> going to be a mid, where he comes eh? to the team. I reckon he'll play 20 minutes in the mid. You know, Ciro is six foot five and one hundred and nine kilos. He's what? A beast. He's huge. <laughs> look at look he's at Corb. <laughs> if, if I didn't have so many fires myself in my draft team, he'd be back in for sure. I might Anthony. just I might get him just to spite you. Oh, I might have to pick him up next. So actually, Thompson might go. Who knows? I, I think he might need to extend his Lowe's contract. I've I seen that. Uh, <laughs> I seen him in the shops the other day. So that's where he's been missing. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna Everyone's be interesting to see the ghost back. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that interchange mentioned, like you mentioned, Carl Lord and he's an edge hooker. Curtis Hirden and he's an edge, probably big enough to play in the mid. Sipley is a mid for sure. Dylan Walker. He would have to be millions to back up after that knockout last week. You'd have to think Cade Cust would join the bench. Yeah, you'd think so. And then Hamole, he's played in the mid before, so you'd probably think that he's... But both Josh Schuster and Hamole both played 80 minutes so last week and three games in a row for Hamole on the edge. So he likes his big not, minutes on the on the edge. So And it's not like they got pumped. You know, they, they destroyed they destroyed him. Like, yeah. they, it's not going to change a winning formula. And there's not many mid-minutes, really, because Jake Travoyevich plays 80 minutes. So you've really... To power play 45 minutes, you've got... He might, he, he might, take, some, he might take some minutes from Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> he can do it this week. I've got the chef. I'm playing against five players. I've got no um, care in the world. The ghost. Uh, he, my prediction of the ghost will be ghosting on the bench there. <laughs> nice. He All can't right. take those two edge players' minutes. They've been killing it. All right, gents, let's move to our audience questions. Thank you to everyone that has sent a question in. Join in the conversation, Talking League Pod on Facebook or or Instagram or Talking League One on the Twitter. But, boys, let's get to it. Some great questions here. Daniel Chapman, he wants to know, is there any reason not to trade Andrew McCulloch out? Calls, we'll start with you being a Dragons fans. Um, yeah, it seems Hook's building for next year. I, I could see Clune taking minutes again. That dragon side is one of the worst. I couldn't believe I was reading it. I know we've got a few players out, so you have to sort of plug a few positions. But, yeah, I'm, and again, we're talking about the red-hot bunnies. It could be another 60 points. Easy. Yes. Yeah, uh, if good. you have the trades, I would jump to Cook for an extra 80K uh, easily. But, yeah, I, I don't think I'd be keeping him with Clune there on the bench again. And yeah, if he's not playing 80 minutes, he's not worth it. Yeah. I think for me, the magic number is six. If you've got six trades, trade him out. If you are at that five or below, you're just going to have to put the fires out. I know that he's on a little bit of a slump. He scored 42, 48, 33, and he got some minutes cut from Clooney as Corbs mentioned. But with that draw coming up, he's going to be doing some defense. Souths and Para, Penrith, Roosters, Cows and Souths. So I think, so I think, yeah, there's going to be plenty of, there's two things he's going to be doing. Defence and having a drink of water behind the goal sticks. That's the two things that Andrew McCulloch's going to be good at. So it just depends on your trades. Andy, any thoughts there? 
Uh, that's a lot of attacking teams to come up against. Um, I think maybe the eminence is gone. Is this his resting period? Yeah, I think he'd make the trade to Cook. Yep. You got he only played fifty five minutes though. Like yep. there's twenty five minutes of tackling. Yeah, so it's one of those things that you just gotta have the trades right. But I think Cobbs is right. If you've got the trades, you've got the money, Cookie's the big man there for sure. Yep. All right, our great mates, Cesar Salvatore from Italy. He's got no props this week with Lukey Thompson. He's been rubbed out for three weeks, if you haven't heard. And then Cam Murray, he's also suspended a week. Now he's got 30K in the bank, boys, and he wants to shed Shawnee Johnson. And he wants to get a mid. He's currently looking at Nathan Brown, Barnett, and Victor, the inflictor, Radley. Andy, who you got? Oh, actually, um, I missed these... um audience or the all questions I just answered mine didn't see them so that's all right no I, I've, I've actually gone into pretty detail you know what i really like rads especially the way yeah that the roosters are falling apart it just seems like last two he's nearly played three 80 minute games in a row and he's just hitting his straps last three average of 61 the bench doesn't look much better this week so i think he's going to be in it it just shows he's an 80 minute player and he's just got that ball playing ability and at his price point I'll just get it up in a sec. It's like 550K or something. 529K. There you go. Yeah, Corbs. He's that's cheap. He'd have to be, considering, like, I'm I'm an owner of Nathan Brown, and the biggest thing that he played all the way through origin period, he didn't get picked for New South Wales this year, which was good. And in last three games, like, not only is he hitting good scores, but he's playing some really good minutes at para, 60-plus every single week. So he's a good one, but I think he's just probably a little bit too much bank at the moment, especially when you've got rads. Any thoughts here, Corbs? Yeah, I, my first line is, fingers crossed for us with Thompson, but that's um, <laughs> don't, don't need to worry about that anymore. I'd punt SJ for sure. I had them in order from one to three, three being Brown, 50 to 60, but no ceiling yep. with their run. Barnett, 50 in base, and has that upside for the Knights run home. But yeah, Radley, like you said, he has that average uh, of about 60 Good minutes, which I think they've realised is required for them to have success. So minutes aren't going to be an issue. Like like you said, he's almost pushing the 80 minutes each week. And he does have sneaky attacking stats in him. So with their run, they've got two hard games in the Eels-Panthers, but then they've got the Broncos-Dragons. Rabbit's another tough one. Yeah. Uh, and then the Raiders. So, you know, three games there where – and he could – jag a cheeky try here or there or some attacking stats, but those other three games, he could um, rack up some real good. And yeah, the other thing too, he's 100k cheaper than the other yeah. two that he's mentioned. And he's literally hitting the is same he, scores. So Is he finally hitting f- full final form? Because he's been riddled with, riddled with injuries a couple of seasons, a few terrible games here and there, but are we finally seeing the best of Radley? Yeah, I think so. I think it does take a while to come back from the injury that he had. And then I think he actually is an 80-minute player, and I think they're finally playing him the way that he needs to be played. And he's just taking a little bit of responsibility. And, yeah, I just I just think he's just peaking at the right time, and I think it's a great opportunity, especially at 529. You're not breaking the bank, and there's not that much downside on, on that side. They're going to be a team that are competing for a top-four team, so they've got no qualms with them dropping their bundle at any stage. Jeez, I wish I had more trades. Oh, <laughs> I almost want to start team up straight away, right? <laughs> just now, just to trade. And I think the other guy, I think I think you've both got him, Josh Jackson. I think he's got to have serious consideration, considering his jewel. And again, we come back down to getting the bank for our buck in that last few trades. Like realistically, with his dual position, 
and he's averaging over the last five fifty six. He was even good when he hit the edge last week. He scored a fifty nine. So whether he plays edge or middle, he's just a workhorse. I think these are the type of safe trades that you will need. Like I think you'll thank yourself by picking Josh Jackson in like three weeks when you're when you got really big problems in terms of filling an edge spot or something like that. And you've got a consistent player you can switch between mid and edge. Yeah. So I reckon you'd pick between, yeah, Josh Jackson if you've got a little bit of coin, but I wouldn't hesitate with Rads. If you had 530K and that's all you had, I'd 100% back him. Corbs, you with me? Yeah, mine's Radley, Barnett, Brown. Radley be my pick of those three. Yeah, and Barnett, the only reason why I wouldn't get him is just every week. Their minutes change. And then Clemmer's back this week. So you would have to think they've got three mids on the bench. Like Watson Speaking played of- 80 minutes last week. Like, is he going to do it again this week? Probably not. Jeez, he, he looked good, though. 69 points from 80 minutes. He needs if he help, can do that uh, again, but it's only the inconsistency of his minutes. He's not yeah. going to get that every every week. Yeah, for sure. And I think he'll, he'll look better again with Piercy, just with a little bit more direction. Like, they just look lost, man. Oh, you're not wrong. All right, boys. Two young halves in Crossland and uh, Clifford. Next question, Corbs. Uh, Brendan Brown. So he's sticking position, lads. He's got three trades left, and he's got Hines, RTS, Johnson, and Macca to trade out. Now, he wants to know, is Johnson and Macca a hold? And if you had to trade three of the four, who would it be? Corbs, what's your list there? Uh, well, I've just got SJ and RTS this week. Yeah, priorities And then see sure. what Macca's minutes are and Storm have another week to see what they're going to do with the Heinz-Pappy show. And then you can make your third choice next week after ask the same question and we'll uh, get back to you next Tuesday. <laughs> he's, he's, he's actually <laughs> in a good spot, isn't he, Cobbs? Because he, he gets to punt the two that aren't ever coming back and then yeah. he gets to have a look-see. So he's in a pretty good Correct. spot, yeah. So I'm, I'm the same he, as you. If he just waited, he probably could have answered his own question after seeing the team list. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Now, uh, Cryptics, he wants to know. Everyone hates Andrew McCulloch tonight. He wants to know, who will you have as your 18th man? So I'm assuming one of these guys will be in the 17, and the other guy won't be a scoring. He'll be in the 18th man. So it's between Andrew McCulloch and Nico Hines. Boys, who you got? Andy? Surely Hines against this uh, decimated Penrith team. Are you keeping in the 17 and then you're benching McCulloch? Is that what you're going to I do? I think so. Yeah, yeah yep. I'm, I'm with you there. Corbs? Yeah, I've got the Hines. Like, they probably both have the same amount of minutes, maybe, but Hines has a bigger upside than McCulley. Yeah, I agree. With that, those attacking stats, those, that ceiling is huge. Now, one of the regulars, Brennan Vickery, he wants to know, Corbs, who to keep one more week from uh, Jaden Braley, Joshy Schuster? He reckons both will have the same break even, but he wants to keep the player who retains the most value. Who do you think scores better? Oh, I think Schuster in that Manly team. Yeah. I, I know the Knights have a solid run, but I just haven't seen anything for too long from Braley to warrant me saying keep him over a Schuster who's a massive attacking threat on the, uh, in the Manly team. And they, they've got uh, some key players back. And, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think Manly will make the top four. Mm. I just think they're playing way too good. They've got a couple of tough games, but then they've got a nice little uh, run home for the last three. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you as well. I think the Manly draw and the fact that he's in a red-hot team and Braley is in a team that's just all over the shop, I just think he's the way safer bet. That dual positioning too, like we've mentioned a few times now, 
in this first half hour. That duel is going to be pretty crucial. So, and I still see he's, he's attacking upsides way more than Braley. He's he's also got the ghost on his heels, so he's going to have to perform. So <laughs> All right, last question in just these all questions. Jared Luck, Lucky. Good day, mate. Who would you go over Adam Dewey? Would you go Adam Dewey over Ponga for the home run? And again, is Andrew McCulloch to <laughs> Damian Cook a good trade as it would leave me, as I would have 164Ks and one trade after all this? Interesting. Corbs? Yeah, that's a fair bit of coin for your last trade. I don't know if you would maybe need it, but yeah, Macca's to Cook is a great trade. I'd pull the trigger on that straight away. Yep. Um, Cook with our inside scoop that you got last week and he's trot around last week to back that up and the bunnies looking the goods as opposed to Macca in a reserve grade team and losing minutes. That's a no-brainer, I think. Um, <laughs> if Pierce is named, I know he's on the bench. Again, someone get on the phone or message Tui and... Um, Include me in the tweet. <laughs> then uh, then Ponga is a man because otherwise it's uh, Dewey. But he just seems to be – Dewey just seems to be killing it. Um, and he's your pot option too because the masses are going with Ponga. Yep. Like, I, I think everyone's just caught and saying that, you know, or thinking Ponga, we know what he's capable of. But Dewey's probably outperforming him at the moment. It's 20% to 3% in the top 5,000. Yeah. I think it was 24% to 4% in the top 100 or 500. So it's similar. Well, but yeah. Ponga's 7.9% overall and Dewey's 4.9. Yeah. But just, just look at the 5,000. I reckon there's only, I reckon there might only be about 10,000 people playing now for sure. So I reckon, that, up. yeah, that top 5,000 to 1,000 is pretty crucial. But I'll sell you. Because the love affair's back, boys. Adam Dewey at 603k. If, if I can't sell you after this, his 5'8 average is 61. He's hit 79 and 72 of the last two games, and he's averaging like 100 kick meters. So that's drastically what it was from the start of the season. He's durable. Dual position. The Tigers draw coming up. Warriors, Dogs, Cowboys, Sharks, Penrith, and Dogs. Like, there's going to be some high-scoring games here. He's the goal kicker. So you'd have to think maybe he's getting four or five goals a game against all these teams. So that's literally eight to ten points, right? Flip side, Ponga is more expensive, 626Ks. He's had three injuries this year. Sternum, groin, coming back from his shoulder. He just had a HIA. Since Origin, 8 and 41. He's got a great run home as well. He's got Raiders, Broncos, Sharks, Dogs, Titans, Broncos. But as Corbs mentioned, I've only got the top 1,000 my stats, but it's very similar. 5.9% top 1,000 for Dewey. And then Ponga, he is at 16% for the top 1,000. So there's a huge, huge pod potential in Adam Dewey. Cheaper, I just think he's just a better calculated risk. And at the moment, he's in better form. I think the Tigers draw. And his fact that Ponga's not goal kicking, I think everything that we're ticking boxes for Adam Dewey, we're kind of crossing off for, for Cal and Ponga. So as much as... Mm. The form used to be on Ponga's side. I just think maybe that's the thing of the past. I think Adam Dewey's the main man now. So for me, I'm using my trade. It was originally going to be Ponga on Sunday night, but now after delving a little bit deeper today, it's definitely Adam Dewey. Is it SJ for Dewey? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be mine as well. Even though I've only got one left, I've just I've got to take a punt. Did I? Are you, are you using your last one this week? I think so. I think I think Dewey just looks too too good. Don't worry, I'm using my two, Andy. I'm going to join I'm, you on zero. I'm 
I'm pretty sure when I make the trade, they send you a free poster of Adam Dewey. So I hope so. Just gonna send a photo of it. That's all. Woo! Last trade. <laughs> nah, I'm a big fan of him. I think I think you're gonna do well with Adam Dewey. Boys, let's jump in some of these other questions. Andy, you haven't had a question for all. Let's go to you, Andre Vadiaki. He's got five trades left. Lucky fella. Now he's tossing <laughs> up. He wants to drop between Jake Avrilo and Matty Burden. He needs a wing fullback. Who to pick up from Teddy Ponga, or you can scratch off Toho. Adam Dewey or Latrell Mitchell, some good selections. Who do you got? Well, with the drops between Avril and Burton, they sort of um, were terrible picks last week. But since the, the dropping of um, Lockdown Lewis, Avril comes into um, maybe a 40-plus centre again, where he sort of it was missing a bit of kick meters. So, And also Burton comes into the half. So <laughs> it's mm. a tough one who to drop, I'd say. I'd, I'd say probably if you had to drop one of either of them, uh, probably, oh, it's going to be tough to say this, but probably Burden because Avrilo's had that half spot since since he picked it up. Like he has gone to the six instead of the seven, but he's there. And and it's been the rotation of all the other halves. So I'd say he's the one to stay. Hey, cool. So, Is he writing narrative right now? <laughs> Are you like, Flanagan's got going to be doing all the kicking you're well aware. But he was there, he was kicking last time and Avrilo scored a 96 points with uh, Flanagan. In the team, did he really? He, he scored two tries. Like he, he, he was pretty much controlling the team. Flanner didn't play that game. No, are you sure? it was against the Dragons. Yeah, he wore the seven. Maybe it was Wakeham. Talk look, about I, the I still, fake narratives because he wants to trade in drafts. I, 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 I don't. It's a it's a tough one, but I think when Cleary comes back, and I'm predicting Cleary comes back sooner than later, I think Avrilo stays there and Burden goes back to center. I, I wouldn't recommend dropping either of them. Really, if you had someone else to drop. I'd say drop them, but if it was between those two, it's a tough call. That's what I'm saying. It's tough, especially with Lewis dropped and Avrilo back into probably the preferred half. Who's who's to say how long Flanagan's going to stay there? Uh, Flanagan didn't play that game either. Did who was it? Brennan Wakeham? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm just on Flanagan's. He was a reserve. He was didn't make it in the team. That interview by Phil Gould last week saying that he wants to make sure that Flano gets a good crack. I think he's going to get a good crack. I think he's going to be very influential on what Trent Barrett does for the end of the year. Yeah. So I reckon Avrilo is a massive going out of those two. But Andy, give us some advice on these wing fullbacks. Well, with Teddy Ponga, To'o, Dewey, Luttrell, I think To'o's out. <laughs> we all know that. But I think with with uh, Robbo's got Teddy firing for the end of the season. But and he's got with his last six games, he's had two eighty plus performances, which is pretty decent because he was mm. had a bit of a form slump, Teddy over Origin, but. I'd say with all the injuries at Roosters, it's it's just tough. He's going to have to take the whole Roosters uh, team on his back, so it's going to be very tough for him. Uh, Ponga, we've we've talked about him um, and the, the great ceiling, but just that injury ridden. I think he's very iffy with pick with picking him uh, with Latrell, five hundred fifty k. I think he's got a lot of weapons around him, so it, doesn't, it hinders his fantasy points. Yep. Uh, maybe with Reynolds injured, he might have to step up a bit, but I feel like he can go missing because he doesn't have to. Um, it's like when he was playing for the Roosters, it was that strike center. He had about five touches a game, but those five touches were gone. I think he's gone back into that sort of um, uh, play style where he doesn't have to interject all the time. So I think with the Rabbitohs going so well, he won't have to interject himself too much. And my pick here is, is Adam Dewey. It's just, it's just a dark horse. Like you said, last three average of 72 fantasy points, absolutely killing it in that six jersey. 
Um, yeah. Look, you may be you may be onto something. It was tough to split Avrilo on Burton, but I think. Yeah, look, maybe if you taught me into dropping Avrilo, I wouldn't drop either of them. If you could drop someone else, do that. But yeah, do is a pick out of, the, out of the wing of fullbacks. Yeah, I think if you've got him in draft corps, you have to drop him to free agency. Like he's done. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't done it already. <laughs> you just worry about you just worry about your own team. I'll trade you Avrilo for uh, one of your fifty bench players at the moment. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'll, I have got some issues. All right, Corbs, yikes on bikes. He wants to know who's the best to sell out of Mitchell Moses, Adam Fenor Blake, or Sean Johnson. He wants to know. He wants to bring on only one of these two guns, DCE or Tommy Turbo. Now, what's your thoughts? Yeah, Moses and AFB a chance to returning. So SJ is definitely, I don't know, that probably changed now that he's heard the news today. Mm. I'd bring in Tommy. He'd be my pick of the two. Um, he's just on another planet. He he just seems to be sniffing around. He looks in really good nick too, running around at the moment. For someone that I thought was going to have health issues, hemi issues, last week he just was following the ball and looked to be breezing around the field with so much ease. He's just an easy captain choice too for the run home. Uh, even in those tougher games, he's still just so involved. And yeah, the last three... He's a, he'd be a great option. I mean, DC is still solid as. So if, if you wanted to go DC and you had a, a thing for him, like TK does with Dewey and I do with the Ghost, then I, I can't uh, knock you <laughs> from picking him up as well. But, yeah, Tommy would be my pick of them. And SJ's now with the news, he's got to go. Cool. Corbs, I'm always a little bit cautious when someone hits 100 because, like, the following <laughs> week, usually they come back to earth a little bit. So I think Tommy Turbo is just hitting consistently, like, 70, 80s, right? Like, but with ease, like he, yeah, he looks like he's got like another he mode, doesn't he? He didn't have to do too much last week, and he was blown up at a couple of sort of half chances that footballers with half his talent stuffed up in the manly side. And you know that if he sort of gets it right and they do the right thing and get through, he's just fifteen metres infield back up for that try back inside line break, uh, line break try. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he's uh, he looks the goods. Especially when you That's... think Manly attacked that left really well. Two weeks ago against the Raiders, the Sharks missed 29 tackles on the right edge. So yeah, I think I know where the traffic's coming down this week. That's 200s in four games from DCE, though. I know he did have, like you said, it was a 40 after the 100, but it's, it's still 200 games from DCE. That's massive. Yeah. Yeah, I still I still like, think he can get on. He has sure. got a good case, but, yeah, I think Tommy T's a guy. Yeah. Boys, just before we move on, who's I know people probably ask us this after the show, but right now in your mind, who are you captaining this week, Corbs? Uh, just looking at the draw here. Oh, yeah, it has to be Turbo against Sharks. Yeah, I was either the him or Cowboys, Haas against the Cowboys. They're my two picks, Andy. I think Tommy Turbo. I'm, I'm just picking and sticking him for yeah. the rest of the season. That's fair. Um, you, you, I think it's just easy because... He's, he's Tommy T, as Corbs was saying. Yeah, DCE did score 200s, but he, like you said, he, he might drop off, but um, I think Tommy T. Who would be, I know that you, you're keen on your NFL fantasy, but happening with the amateur boys and all that sort of stuff. Who would be the equivalent, because I watch a lot of NFL, but I've never played fantasy. Who would be like the equivalent of Tommy Turbo in NFL fantasy? Well, you'd say he's, he's a, probably a running back, or would you say he's a QB? If he's a running back, he's either Dalvin Cook or okay. Alvin Kamara because he just gets busy and he yeah, does everything. Yeah, Kamara. Yeah, yeah. Um, if he's a QB, 
Jeez. How does that Kelsey? Has, does, is Kelsey a big scorer? The tight end? Yeah, he, he's the best tight end in the game. So yeah. probably Kelsey is, he gets a lot of touches, but he's not the, the shot caller like, okay. like a Tommy Turbo would be. And is Mahomes like he, a Cleary? Is that what happens? Yeah, I'd say Mahomes probably a Cleary, just the director. I mean, and does he score top, like score. those sort of points or? Yeah, it was first picked in the draft, so. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> hey, so but is that, is that done by all Australians? Like, is that what, is he actually a good scorer? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, he was, he's one of the best. Okay, cool. Well, good luck, mate. Hopefully you bring it home. If you don't bring it home and you come last, you won't be invited back, sir. <laughs> well, buddy, I've only played one season before. It was very lackluster, but uh, we'll see how we go. Oh, I've picked a couple of, of roughies, but if they come up goods, we'll see how we go. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be auditioning for a third member of Talking League because Andy's definitely not coming back. Hey, you're leaving, Corbs. Jeez, I'm sorry to see you go. I just hope you don't talk up your NFL draft players when you have a pod with those guys. No, no, no. I am literally an amateur. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, next question. I'll take this one. Uh, Flogsy, Corby, I hope you, once this lockdown all finishes, we can all meet up with Flogsy. This has been the longest meet-up for a beer between me and Flogsy. First date Uh, rule, mate. You might have to do first date rule. Yeah. All right, Flogsy says, hey, lads, four trades left, 223K in the bank. He's holding some bank. Only drama position is my halves. I've got DCE, Schuster, and Moses. Is it worth holding with all of them or using two trades with Cleary or just cut my losses and get Dewey or the like now? I think, well, the three guys that you've got, I would hold all three. I'd play DCE and Schuster as you're starting this week. I think Cleary, don't worry about him. Like, it's going to take so long. It's just going to be a nightmare following him each week. And to get two players, you're going to have to, get rid of two players to get him in, and then think about it. If he gets hurt, you're then going to spend two more trades getting him out and then getting upgrading another player. So I just think at this point of the season, Nathan Cleary, just forget about him. Adam Dewey's your main man. He's a dual threat, so he can cover both halves and fullback, and I've sold him on you before. Realistically, probably at this stage, I wouldn't go Jerome Hughes. I'd go Corby, because you don't have Storm players. You're one of the guys that can get Storm players right now. And go Corby's route from the start of the show and get Money Munster. Because I think he's the guy that's going to outperform over this stretch. So, I'll get Adam Dewey and Munster. There you go, Flogsy. You owe me a beer, bros. <laughs> All right, Corbs. Gary Brown, he wants to say, Okay, boys, I have SJ and Burden. And he feels both the trades. Now, he wants to know, he's looking at Adam Dewey and Jordan Rapiner. He wants to know our thoughts, Corbs. Yeah, I feel like this has sort of been covered throughout the start of the pod. SJ, yes, and now he's gone. Burton, definitely not. Uh, now he's named at half. And I would uh, go for Dewey. Just listen to the first half of the pod. Um, Rapana now, like you mentioned, Simonson on mm-hmm. the extended bench. That's a bit of a worry because they've been playing a couple of young um, guns in their back line who have done well, but if they want to give it a shake and make the eight, I feel like they need a bit more experience. And Simonson will walk back into that side when he's ready. I'd say probably next week. Yep. So, yeah, Dewey's probably a bit safer. So, yeah, Dewey for SJ and then save that other trade. Yeah, nice. All right, Andy, Stephen Walsh, he wants to know, he says, hey, lads, before naming, before teams are named, he's likely to have six non-playing. Seven trades up his sleeve, though. He thinks he wants to get SJ for Cookie, and then he's also got RTS that he's thinking of moving on for Jordan Rapiner. And a guy that we haven't spoken about, Joseph Manu, because he needs some center cover as he's got the Peach, and he's also got Dane Gagai. What's your thoughts on this one? 
think with the SJ for Cookie, take the safety off and shoot that shit right now. That's, that's a lock and trade. Do that. Um, with the Rapana Manu, it is, it is a bit of a worry, um, like you said, with Bailey Simmonsons, but <sighs> Rapana was still scoring pretty heavily um, before at the start of the season in that wing of fullback centre position. So I think if you're going to have to do that, I think RTS for Rapana doesn't sound that bad. Uh, Manu only seems to score well when he's outside of his centre position, <laughs> which he's probably going to be a centre for the rest of the, the season. I know they've got a few injuries, but I don't see Teddy moving out of um, uh, the fullback position. And they're probably set with Walker and who is it, uh, Kieran, or is it um, Hutchison in the halves at the moment? Yeah, Walker. it's Hutchison. Hutchison Walker. and Walker. And then Kieran's in the centres now. Yeah, so I think if you're going to go Rapana or Amani, Rapana's a go. He'll still score well at fullback. And look, you never know. He's, he's played well. Bailey Simpson was a winger fullback, was a winger to start off with. He might just go back into the winger role where Raps could stay there. They did have a yeah. cracking game with him there. So he could have that upside. Yeah, I think with Jordan Rappin, you know he's going to score well on the wing as well. Just with Joey Manu, yeah. this is his first game for a long, long time on the wing. So we haven't seen him play there for a while. And he usually scores his best out of 5'8 and and fullback, so he's not going to be playing there for a while. So I think, yeah, even though he's got a duel, I think he's well down the list of the guys. But we'll stay, stick in the centres. Our great mate, John Bezgovskek. So this bloke, we'll call him the ghost. He's a Queensland supporter, giving it to everyone before game one. Then he went into hiding for two games, and then he got lippy a couple of weeks ago when they had that fluke victory in the game three. So he's come out of hiding, but we do like this guy. He said, who's the best centre replacement for Corbett's mate, Peachy? Because the Peach isn't getting any time off the, be- off the bench now. Yeah, I think the two guys we have mentioned, both Dane Gogo and Jordan Rapina, leaning towards Gags. Dual cover, 589k. I really like it. As any mentioned, top of the show, Souths are going to be on a red-hot run. And you think last five average for Gags, 57. What I really like, he's got a ceiling of 87 and only a floor of 36. Even a game when he's quiet last week against the Warriors, still scored a nice 43. I can accept that. So I think you can too. At 589k, I think he is your top center. Low owner of only 3.9% of the top 1,000. So still a little bit of pod potential there. As we all mentioned, we've gave Jordan Ruppiner a bit of a wrap, but as Corb mentioned, with Bailey Simonson just maybe just there as well. I just think it's a little bit too much risk. I think Dane Gagai is your man there, boys. All right, moving on. Corbs, Ali Biddle. Uh, sorry, Ali Biddle. He wants to know, he wants to move Clint Gutherson to James Tedesco and then also Sean Johnson to either DCE or Jerome Hughes. What's your thoughts? Yeah, Eels with that tough run and Teddy's looked the better of the two lately. I would actually be... If I had more trades, I wanted to get rid of Gutho, but then three more games got played and we got all the news today. I think Gutho might have to stay for a little bit longer. Yeah. So yeah, I'm saying yes to that one. SJ to DC. I think, um, yeah, with the storm, I have a lot of players back. They're nearing full strength. Hughes is likely to be rested, and they also they're going to share points. Munster and Grant could steal some attacking points from Hughes as well. I think, yeah, DC is just the main man, and they're after that top top four spot. I just think, yeah, he's a lot safer. Yep. I agree. Now, I'll just rip through a couple of quick ones before I turn back to you, Andy. Tim Champ, he wants to know your thoughts on Nico Hines to Rapana. I don't mind it. I just prefer either Gagai or Adam Dewey for the lots of reasons that we've mentioned already in the potty. Joshy Page, he wants to know Nico Hines to, and Maka to Staggs and Cook. Really like the trade between... Uh, yeah, I like Cook. Just with Staggs, 
I don't mind him. I just think that just with Brisbane not being the greatest of teams, he's come back not bad, hitting some 40s. I think it was 48 that he hit last week. It's just he's coming back from a serious injury, and like the guys that we've already mentioned in that centre spot, I just think Gagai and Rapano is going to get you more. And both Beard, especially this time of year when we're talking about making some solid just on-the-money trades, I think that dual positioning puts them both ahead of Katoni Stag. So I don't mind it, but I would actually put Hines and Macca to probably Gagai and Cook and ride that Rabbitohs train all the way home, boys. All right, Andy, next question is from Trent Brown. He's got one trade left, and he's thinking Nico Hines to Payne Haas as he's got Cleary and Hunt already in his halves. What's your thoughts on that one? My thought straight off the bat is he's held clear of this long, the poor bastard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd probably be going Nico to Payne Haas. And I think the debacle with Paps and Hines uh, is going to about to hinder both their scores. So I feel like just worried about Hines and his uh, fancy scoring potential towards the end of the season. Yep. And even if Paps wasn't back, Haas looks, looks like he's back to his scoring best. His last three games, 106, 69, and 84. I think he's back. And if you'd heard the pod a couple of weeks ago, you should, could have jumped on at 666K, I think he was, which is, is, is cheaper. So he's at 720 now. So uh, I think if you have the money, yeah, do the Heinz to, to, to Haas. Nice. Now, Ennis Fazza, sticking with you, Andy. He wants to know, should we be buying, we'll stay on this guy, Dane Gagai, to cover Birdie, who's out suspended this week, or should he just play with 16? No, you 100% make that trade. Bird averages 43 uh, fancy points and Gagai 45. So automatically you're gaining two fancy points. But if you trade out um, Gagai for Bird now or Bird for Gagai now, you automatically owe, you're already 43 fancy points ahead this round with that trade. So yep. it's, a, it's, a, it's a smart play for me. you just got to make that trade. Yeah. Just losing 43 fancy points this late in the season, it's just the, what's it, like six games left. It's just... It's just too much. You can't play with the player down, especially this late. Yeah. Hopefully, he's got maybe some other way that he can try and keep them both right. It'd be nice, especially for the run home, to have both Gagai and Bird. Yeah, but if he's if he's looking to play for 16, it has to be surely someone He else must have some injury problems, doesn't he? <laughs> I'm actually looking okay with injuries, if that's the case. For sure. Now, Corbs, your last one for the night from Kai Woods, a regular. G'day, Kai. Thoughts on Hines to Ponga, and then also he's got Tomoko that he wants to move to DCE. Talk about levelling up. What's your thoughts on these? <laughs> oh, no. When I saw that, I was like, Jesus, that's a good one. Yeah, great trades. We've mentioned some uh, other good candidates for the, the Ponga in Dewey. Dewey's just got to be one that you've got to definitely consider in that position there. Uh, Teddy's another one if you don't have him. I also don't mind that Walsh has got a good last little run if you're just sort of maybe in a week or two. But um, for the moment, I think Dewey or Ponga are your two there. Just make sure Pierce is in the side. Yep. I don't think I'd pull the trigger unless Pierce is in there. And that could even give you a week, depending on how many trades. Uh, and yeah, the Tomoko to DCE, that, <laughs> that is uh, outstanding. <laughs> That's that the best run. trade that, ever. <laughs> that should have been made about two seconds after lockout. <laughs> Um, I I was just thinking too with the, those that have held Cleary. How at what point do they trade Cleary out and go? He's not coming back. Is it round twenty four or twenty five? Yeah, no, they think, can't. Surely they can't. I think you've got two weeks. I reckon if they're, I think he's starting contact trading this week. So if he's not back in the next two weeks, you've got to trade him. What's his ownership in the top thousand? You know, it's still like quite high. It's something like twenty percent. 
Really? Yeah. Jeez, they've lost a, a lot of points yep. by keeping him. That's $1.2 million. And you think most people replaced him with either Jerome Hughes and DCU, who have both blasted it last few weeks since he's yeah, been Yeah, well, out. they've almost scored Cleary-like. Anyway. Numbers. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you may as well have just made the trade. Hmm. So that's huge. So oh, I just, like, I'm just, yeah, I'm just waiting for the round twenty four, and he's still not named, and they're just, like, you're just blowing up. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna. How be... much? How much trade you got left, Corbs? I got three, mate. I'm thinking, Cookie, and I'm also almost been swayed to the um, the Dewey. It's either Dewey you... if I want to go to win the fullback, or um, the Gagai Burton for a, a peachy. Well, seeing that Corbs has got one trade left after this week, I've got none after this week. I'm making two, and he's making his last trade this week too. Could be the last week of the podcast next week. Yeah, are going to be real relaxed. I'll I'll ring in and have a question. Who's my last trade? You guys can <laughs> answer it together. All right, two questions to go. I'll rip one out and then I'll let you finish, Andy. So Shane Usum, he wants to know replacement. Looking for a replacement for Adam Fanor Blake. He's got 300k in the bang and would like to keep most of that. For the next few weeks, plans, any ideas? Yeah, I do. I think, well, the guy we mentioned before, especially if you want to keep as much money as possible, I think Rick Victor, the inflictor, Radley, is your guy at 530K. He's playing in a really good kind of role in the, the Roosters now and it doesn't look like they're going to get any guys back anytime soon. So I expect him to keep playing that 65, maybe again 80 minutes over the next few weeks. He's a main man at 530K, I think 525K. I think he's at the best price point for you to keep that money in the bank if that's what you really want to do. If you want to avoid keeping that bank in the bank, realistically, 300 plus the 611 you get from AFB. Like, if you haven't got any of these guys, Haas and Angus, Crichton and IPAP, I think you need at least two or three of those guys. Right now, I'll give you a big warning. Do not pick up Brandon Smith. He's You've missed the boat. Like, mm. if anything, he's going to be losing minutes over the next few weeks. And there's even a chance, seeing that he's the only guy that hasn't had a rest yet, he's going to get a rest. So you've got to, you've got to take that into consideration. Even though he's a premium guy, and I rate him in the top three mids, I just think his price point has gone probably 200K past where we all picked him up at, and you're missing the boat. So that's more of a warning more than me telling you who to pick it up. My guy here is just Victor the Flickter Radley, and you have a beer with him after too. He's beard, all right, Andy, finish us up. And this is going to be a big one. So give me some good stuff. Jared Wertho, another regular. G'day, Jazza. Best half for the run home. Who you got? We've already touched on it before. I think it's it would have been between Hughes and DCE, but I think DCE is a man. I think he's just really, really gelling well with Turbo. And the Manly want that top four spot. He really wants it. Last five games, 119, 68, 53, 122, and 81. That is Cleary level scores, so I think he's your man. There's yeah. no one else. Yeah, I think so too. Or, or Moses, Moses. You know? <laughs> oh my god! What about Dill Brown? Are you a fan of Dill Brown? Uh, I thought he would have stepped up more um, with Moses out, but he made a couple of good plays here and there. But he really didn't deliver against the Raiders, unfortunately. I don't. You know what? People have been giving it to him about his haircut. I actually don't mind his haircut. When you haven't had a haircut for six weeks. I'm a little wait, bit jealous. Wait till you see this bad boy uh, next week or on Sunday. I'm Who's, getting this to do it. Oh, so. no. Is she <laughs> shaving it or is she it, cutting it? Uh, I don't know yet. Just either just shave it all off or just do all the sides. Or, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how we go. It could be start off with the sides and then... Can we uh, do it live on the Sunday show? 
no, no. <laughs> okay. Just no. It, it won't be good viewing. It'll be very good viewing. I think we'll triple our audience for sure. My, our mums, our dads will start listening. <laughs> She'd be saying, "Bet time you cut that air." <laughs> yeah, true. All right, gents. Good, really good advice tonight, and. Hopefully for you, Corbs, you'll get some good injury news over the next couple of days because you, you've just been ripped apart today, mate. I feel so sorry for you. No, you don't. Yeah, you no. don't want me to get the third. I, I wanted to go into the the history books with the three titles, get me name on trophy three times, but um, it's made it tougher, mate. Just a bit more of a challenge. I'll get there. Corbs, you just need to make some trades, mate. Make some trades. It's like this. Maybe you've got to watch The Last Dance. I think it's what you've got to do to try and get you three, Pete. Watch The Last Dance. Get some inspiration. <laughs> You'll see me on Sunday come on with a bloody scotch and a cigar. <laughs> no, no, he'll be going to uh, Las Vegas and then flying back for, for his pre for his first game. Yeah, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, everyone, especially people that are in New South Wales and Victoria, everyone stay safe out there. Hope you're all doing okay. But, yeah, just hang in there. And, boys, we'll check you both Sunday wrap, Sunday, and anyone else that wants to check out the buyer hold sell and avoid the man-man shooter. He's back tomorrow. He's back from illness and also Kyle Lomas. So a couple of good guys there. So check that out. 6 p.m. Sydney time or New Zealand time. That's at 8 p.m. So nice quick show there. So you enjoy that. But, gents, you two stay safe and good luck with your fantasy teams. Thank you. You stay, stay boys. All right. You stay classy. See you, kids. Bye.